The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth Box to Row countdown to kickoff, and we're excited to welcome head coaches from area colleges and universities to the capital city. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. In 2022, Raleigh was named Sports Travel Best Host City. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. On December 27, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, August the 18th. I'm Donald Ware. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's Friday. We're going into the last weekend uh, before the start of the HBCU football season, meaning we're eight days away from the start of the HBCU football season. I hope you guys have been uh, enjoying these HBCU football daily podcasts got him right here in his second season as the head football coach at Southern joining us today here on the HBCU football daily podcast is Eric Dooley, the Jaguars defending Southern uh, South uh, SWAC Western division champs going to open the season on Saturday, August 2nd on the road at Alabama state as coach Dooley joins us here on the HBCU football daily podcast. What's going on coach Dooley? How's it going? Going pretty good. Good. Uh, camp to this point, you're into it. Um, I mean, again, we're eight days away. Well, we're eight days away from the start of the season, but really uh, 15 days away from the start of your season. How is camp going to this point? You know, camp is going well as well as I, I, I thought it would go. Uh, when things are taking place, I, I, I can see that we're uh, a second-year team now. Some of the mistakes that we had to correct from the first year, uh, we move forward and and those young men, young men understand the way that we practice, the way we go about doing business. So 
uh, pleased but not satisfied, but uh, we're still working. I, I like to I like to say we're in the right neighborhood. We're not there yet, but we're in the right neighborhood. You know, for you coming in as the in your first season, but you come in. You're, I mean, in a lot of respects, you're coming. I mean, you're coming back home. Um, second season as the head coach there at Southern. Uh, you know, a seven and five season. It, it all came down to the basically the last uh, game of the season for you to get into the SWAC championship game, and you did it. How would you assess 2022? Well, you know, <clears throat> a lot of folks uh, look at it as success, uh, being successful. I don't because we didn't come away with the SWAC, the Southwestern Athletic Conference Championship. Uh, neither did we come away with the Celebration Bowl Championship. Uh, you know, uh, no one knows who finished second. You know, there's some good things that the players done. Uh, so what we did last year as a co- coaching staff evidently wasn't good enough. So we can't do the same thing we did last year and expect different results. So uh, we're trying to correct those mistakes that we have. I like to say we want to scratch where it's itch yet. So that's some of the things that we did the offseason. I think we went out and got more depth. And so now we, we pause to try to make a run at this thing. You know, that said, and you mentioned the, you know, the, the team is, is kind of coming around in terms of, 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 of fall practice and show forth. You've got, I think I counted, I think I counted five quarterbacks on the roster. You've got to go out and replace a guy like a Bashan McCray, who was a, a very integral part of your offense, your leading passer, obviously, and then your leading um, rusher. Who, you know, who's that guy that can sort of is maybe in the lead, if you will, to replace a guy like a McCray? Well, you know, right now, Harold Blood is our leader right now. He's been doing a lot of great things for us. And it started off in the spring. The young man came and attacked it, understood what was there, understood what needed to be done. Uh, he made sure that uh, he worked on everything, not just the uh, physical side of it, but the mental side of it. So the young man is playing phenomenal right now in camp. Still some things we got to correct with him, but I like what he's doing and, and the way that he's uh, carrying not just the offense, but the team. But then when you take a look at uh, Noah Biden, he's coming in as well. So those guys are competing. Uh, they're not taking no for an answer, and it's exciting to me because I love competition. No doubt. Who? I mean, so so if you had to, sh- if you were starting today, Blood would be your guy. If you were had to name a starter, start- if we if we play today or tomorrow, Blood would be the starting quarterback. Okay, and and just speak. You spoke to it, but a little bit more. I mean, passing, running, all the intangibles that he brings to the position. You know, right now, what, what I like most of all, he's bringing that leadership. He understands what it takes, you know, uh, on and off the field. That's that's something that you like to pride yourself on. You got a young man that uh, just finished his undergrad degree, uh, waiting to get accepted into law school. He understands about the academic side of it. But then he understands about the athletic side of it because he got those guys together all summer long, and he's still doing the same thing. So some of the things, the attributes that he's bringing to that position – which is expected from a quarterback. I, I like where he's at right now. And, and But I don't want to take nothing away from the guys that's behind him because they're working too. So it's all a work in progress. But Blood right now, uh, he's doing a great job, and, and he's our leader right now. Speak a little bit to the running back position. And, you you know, you've got some depth there. Yeah, I, I do like our running back room. Uh, we got some guys that we feel can play. Uh, uh, so we got the depth, and that's always an issue when you talk about uh, 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 FCS uh, school, the depth that you can have, and I think we were uh, fortunate enough to go out and get depth, but that running back room is very, very talented. Uh, we feel that any one of those guys can be the starter, and you know, we try to let those guys know starting is only one play. It's how you're going to finish. And then the wide receiver room, can you speak to who's kind of emerging or the, 
the, the receivers that are emerging from that room? Yeah, we got some guys in there. We brought in some competition as well. We didn't lose any receivers, but we're able to uh, sign three guys. I thought three transfers, that's going to bring uh, a lot of speed to that room, which uh, I always love to have speed. Uh, but, you know, you got a guy like Jalen Howard just, just transferred in that's very, very familiar with the offense because uh, he played for me at, at another school as well. Uh, you got a Kobe Washington. But then you bring the likes of August Pete coming back, of Cassius Allen coming back. When you talk about a, a Chatler Whitfield, uh, just go no, go on and on naming some of the guys that are coming back. So we're very, very excited about that wide receiver room. Eric Dooley joins us here on the program. That defense, your defense was number two overall. You're number one against the run uh, tops in a lot of different categories last year. Can you speak to that defense? But I want to speak I'd like for you to speak specifically to Gibbons, Carter, and Brown. These guys can play. You talk about Carter in the secondary, and you talk about Gibbons and Brown or some guys up front that really can uh, rush the quarterback for you. Yeah, you know, we we, we had some holes to fill in that defense. Uh, We lost some key guys, but our our assistant coaches went out, and I thought we filled the void. We got those guys to replace some guys that we lost. But I'm very, very excited about a, a, a Kelby Gibbons. You're talking about a young man, just a sophomore. But he's playing lights out football. And then you talk about an experienced guy like a Taj Brown, uh, what he brings to the table. I know we mentioned uh, Jordan Carter. I think he's a great asset to our secondary. But when you're talking about a cornerback of Christian Davis, you're talking about a Rodney Johnson, both of those guys, 6'2", and can run. Uh, I love what we have in the secondary. I think we got some guys that are very, very uh, talented back there. And then you talk about the linebacker room. We went short up our linebacker room. You got Jalen Campbell coming back, who was our leading tackler. He's coming back along with Derek Williams. So uh, we like what we have on the defense side of the ball. I think those guys are fast and physical. Uh, but most of all, we just got to be better than we were last year. And, and I was going to ask you, do you think that this is a defense that will or can be better than last year? I, I, they definitely have the potential to be better than last year. But we understand what potential does. But I, I think Coach Miller is doing a great job with that unit. Uh, that unit will be prepared. And, and, and we will be better than we were last year. Eric Dooley, the head football coach of Southern, joins us here on the program. And then it's got to feel great to have a guy like a Joshua Griffin, um, your place kicker, comes in as uh, a preseason first team all swag. Yeah, you know, that 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 is very, very uh, a blessing for me to have those guys that are specialists. When we talk about the kicker, we talk about the punter, and we talk about the long snapper. All three of those guys are tagged on an all-conference team. That That's a luxury to have right there because – you know, those three guys there can win a lot of football games for you, a lot of close football games for you as well. So it's, it's a honor and pleasure to have a guy as a Joshua Griffin who can kick. I think he can kick it beyond 50 if he had to. Uh, he has that type of leg. And then you talk about a, a Romans who can probably punt the ball. I, I, I This young man can really punt the football. Uh, but he did a great job. He got his uh, undergrad degree on, so he's doing some great things. And then we brought in a long snapper. Uh, we know, we understand that a lot of people don't think that is a value, but I think that's very much a valuable player for. But he was tagged with the second team all conference, so uh, we like the department that we have. I, I think you, to win this game, you got to be able to win in all three phases. Any major changes in terms of your staff? Yes, I did. I uh, I, I, I did lose my uh, uh, quarterbacks coach. He, he's the uh, offensive coordinator at another place, but I brought in. Uh, Satellite Willie Totten, uh, which was a luxury to have. Totten is a uh, – I'm happy that he's here with us, doing a great job with those young men. And then we lost our receiver coach, who's also 
uh, offensive coordinator at uh, a JUCO. Uh, we brought in Quentin Burrell, who worked with me at Gramlin, uh, who is the great great grandson of uh, grandson of the legendary Eddie Robinson. So that that was some huge uh, shoes we had to fill right there. And then on the defense side, we brought in a guy who was a legend in his own right here at Southern University, Chris Scott, to coach our defensive end because our defensive end coach left and had an opportunity at the University of uh, UT San Antonio. So we was able to fill the board, and, and, and I think those guys came right in uh, and hit the ground running. You know, what's interesting to me, you played for the legendary Eddie Robinson. You coached under the legendary Pete Richardson right there um, at Southern. What did you take from each of those two legendary coaches? You know, I, the one thing I can say that I, 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 I've been blessed because that just don't happen. Uh, but to, to, when you talk about uh, uh, Eddie Robinson, you're talking about uh, creating a family-type atmosphere. You're talking about creating a brotherhood. You're talking about creating uh, so many different things that you, you don't think that you would take with you, but all the different things that I find myself doing is some of the things that uh, I saw him do. Uh, then when you talk about a Pete Richardson, the, the one thing that would stand out, discipline. Uh, it's going to be a disciplined football team, but it's no different than Eddie Robinson, so I, I got it from both of them. You're going to be a disciplined football player if, if you're going to play for either one of those coaches. And, and, and it starts with uh, taking care of your business in the classroom, and then the rest will take care of itself on the football field. We tell our players, you're going to be a former football player, moment then you're going to be a football player. Mm. Mm. Well said. A couple more thoughts with Eric Dooley, the head football coach at Southern. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Did you get a lot of gre- – you know, I find that interesting, this grambling and Southern rivalry. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful rivalry, right? But then, you know, you played at Grambling. You coached for so many years uh, and had a lot of success under, uh, under Pete Richardson, as I mentioned – but then you become the head coach at Southern, but you're a Grambling grad. So how, how did that, did you, did you catch some grief from that? No, it's all in the family. When you pick <laughs> up a, a, a Grambling and, and a Southern, uh, you're going to have family members where you may have a husband that went to Grambling and a wife that went to Southern. So it's going to be a mix right there. But you know what? I, I, I thought I, I know I had some great teammates, you know, uh, they, 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 they pulled for me. Uh, of course, not when we play that game in November, they're not going to pull because they definitely G-men. So, but, you know, it's, it's been good. That lets you know the relationships that you have built with a lot of guys. And a lot of those guys there have helped me because those guys were extremely great athletes. Uh, so they helped me within uh, trying to play football. They helped me after playing football. And they helped me in my coaching career. And I still stay in touch with a lot of guys that I went to school with. So it, it's like, it, that's what Eddie Robinson taught us. We're a big family. Last thought, and we appreciate the time. How important is it for your team to get off to a good start? Three of your first five games are at home and um, against SWAC. And it may not be all SWAC games, but they're all against all SWAC opponents. So how important is it for you to get off to that fast start? Again, three of the first five at home. I, I think it's extremely uh, important to, to get off to a good start because this uh, conference is so competitive. Uh, you can't afford to be one game behind. Uh, but the, at the end of the day, we do understand. My players understand. The coaches understand. we got to take it one game at a time. So what's important to us right now, and we always use the acronym WIN, and we only, we're only not talking about WIN. What's important now? What's important now? Just to go 1-0. and Eric Dooley again in his second season as the head football coach at Southern. As he joins us here on the program, again, the Jaguars open the season Saturday, September 2nd, on the road against 
Alabama State. Coach Dooley, always appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Jaguars this season. Thank you, and it's always an honor to sit down and talk with you. Look forward to it. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.